Cubicle Night Noodlings recorded on the 4th of July, 2020. This is my corner of the internet where I talk about the fun things that tickle my nerdy nerve endings. Now, there are certain numbers due to my nerdiness that have an importance to me. 16, this one, is one of them. Some people get excited about reaching 10 or 20 or 100. I get excited about base 2 numbers. Like, well, 2, 8, 16, 32, 64. You know, 64 will be huge. I'll have to plan something special for 64. I don't know what. Coming up, I will be talking about the Amiga 1200 replacement case and keyboard. LBRY, library, I don't know what you want to call it. Open to Sleep 15.2 virtual installation party and documentation update. My biddle follow-up, Open Sousa Corner, because I have a designated corner for that. And a computer history retrospective on storage. I thought I'd try my hand in doing a live stream, you know, live streams, whatever, and uh, I'll get to that later, but I, I was just thinking, you know, the, the process I went through to get a successful live stream. I, I now have a better understanding of what my shortcomings are, equipment-wise, limitations as far as my ISP is concerned, and I, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly what to do, so I can actually do like 1080p instead of 720, and so forth. My upload speeds are, are just kind of lackluster here, and I, I don't know if it's something internal or if it's something external. I can't say for sure. So I'll have to try some things out to see if I can, I don't know, maybe iron that, that piece of it out. Also, this week I did some repairing to my festive lights. Uh, they, they started, like, the adhesive started to kind of let go in some spots, and I came up with a solution to prevent that from happening any further. And instead of just using an adhesive to hold things together, I'm doing a bit of a mechanical solution. I've been using some uh, closed-cell foam cut to a certain distance that I can put in this channel that lights are in. Is it a little bit hokey? Yeah, probably. But we'll see if it works. Just kind of finish that up today. You know, it's part of the reason why I hoard things, you know. What many people would just throw out as garbage, I, I kind of hang on to stuff like packaging. And in this case, closed-cell foam, which came in, in handy quite nicely. So we'll we'll see how that works. Um, we'll see if it starts to fall out again or if, if, it, if it actually holds up to, you know, some weather stuff. I, I imagine it's not going to be a problem. And I don't know if the closed cell foam is going to deteriorate and start shrinking over time. I, I don't know that either. I, I will say, though, that, you know, my, my tendency to reuse things does require the occasional purging. So that, that does become extra work. Right now, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in between jobs, so I see new adventures ahead. My, my last employer uh, had, a, uh, had some downsizing by a pretty significant percentage. I was part of that uh, job impact, as it was called, uh, job impact communication, where I was very nicely, uh, I guess, fired to no fault of my own, just you know, either luck of the draw or, or something of that nature. A lot, a lot of mechanical designers were let go, so not like I was, uh, not like I was alone in that. But I made it a point to, to have fun with the process. I figured I have nothing to lose anyway, so I was just going to make it an, an upbeat and, you know, a good time. Because, you know, in the end, this may sound a little bit arrogant, but I feel more bad for my previous employer for letting me go because they're losing a great employee. So I'll miss what I do there. But ultimately, you know, new adventures ahead. I got nothing to worry about. I, I, I have some, some stuff already lined up. But I, I would like to take a little time to, you know, better my skills and abilities. You know, do some more work on the OpenSUSE project. Maybe some more video editing. Maybe I can get good at it. Uh, really, I'm, I'm kind of excited about the change. So I, I will miss a lot of the people. I'll miss the nature of the work. Uh, it's been tons of fun. I'll miss my boss, actually. Great guy. So um, but that's, kind of how, that's how kind of things are in life. You know, you can get resentful and angry over something out of your control, or, or you can look at it as something new and great on the horizon. 
when God closes one door on you, he generally opens up another. And, and a lot of times that, that new door, it's a lot better. For me, it's all about attitude. Keep a positive attitude no matter what. You know, just do the best you can with whatever you got. Whatever cards were dealt to you, you just got to roll with it. And uh, that's, yeah, we'll see how things go. In my stumblings on the internet, I, I came upon the site that has Amiga 1200 replacement cases and keyboard. And not just a replacement case, replacement of different colors. So they had uh, lots of different colors. Now, now right now, my case is fine, really, that I have. It's not bad. I mean, it is yellowing because it's old. More of the keys, they kind of like dingy. And it's not, not even like where I was touching, but just some of the keys yellow, but not all of them. Not really sure what's going on there. This uh, A1200.net, you can get a new case. And they have lots of colors. Uh, but the case, the color that interests me the most is the black CDTV looking case and and a key set. Now the CDTV was from the early 90s. It was really cool looking. It had kind of like this uh, you know entertainment center build to it, and not something that I really necessarily wanted because it was not a proper com- looking computer. But I liked the color. I liked that blackout, that almost cool slick Knight Rider looking uh, feel to it. So if I were to replace the case today, I would definitely get one of these black cases with a black and gray key set. I just think that would just look absolutely awesome. After uh, a little write-up on that, I, I saw that this Checker A1500 case that uh, that LGR, the Lazy Game Review, did on YouTube. And uh, now I don't know what I want because that was also pretty cool. And I think you can also get a black case as well. At least I saw pictures of one. But I would still want that blacked-out keyboard. So may- maybe it's not a bad way to go. I know. I'm going to think about that. It's one of those, there's no urgency on that whatsoever. But that'd be pretty darn cool to have, I think. I never got a, a Tower computer, Tower Amiga computer anyways. It's not like I need a, another Tower Amiga or, or desktop-style Amiga. But nonetheless, very cool to see. Upon the release of OpenSUSE Leap 15.2, I did a, a virtual installation party. My first real live stream that I did, I've done some test streams that were not really public, but it was my first live stream that I did that, that actually had public and, you know, did a, some small announcements on because I don't want to do anything like on Twitter with it because, well, I... <laughs> Not that I have any kind of a real Twitter following, but I, I didn't want too many people there because you know, it was my first time. It was a little bit, little bit smaller a group of people, my trust tree circle of, of folks from the Biddle community. I, I did ask a few to be there and to troll me. Uh, not, not bad troll, but just, you know, kind of like friendly trolling. You know, poke at me a little bit, like Bill, Eric Adams, Adam Grubbs, Dan Simmons. Then uh, a new e-friend that I made, Daniel Stevenson, who's a, a fellow open suser. Is that a thing? Open suser? That doesn't sound right. But I had the uh, YouTube chat there, and lots of other people filtered through. And it was it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed doing it. I was, you know, something I'm going to do anyway, so I, I turned on the YouTube and uh, made some scenes and OBS for it. You know, ran it all on on, uh, on Tumbleweed, of course. And I just showed off the installation process and why I think OpenSUSE is great. And then I showed the applications that I enjoy using, or some of the applications I enjoy using. And uh, then I, I recognized as I was doing the... Uh, that installation party that there were some lack there's a lack of updates to my to cubicle so I, I ended up fixing those as well not on the stream but after it and then i decided that i would do another live stream the next day i on yesterday i did a uh, streaming of updating the documentation on the open susa wiki it was kind of impromptu mostly unplanned and i was going to update the documentation anyway so pretty much i just did a live stream of doing it and allowed me to show the process and also interact with people while doing it and you know just talk talk open susa i feel like there's not enough talk out there about open susa so i thought i would just add to the conversation a little bit i did the similar youtube chat and discord 
voiceover communication for the installation party or virtual installation party. Yeah, it was a good time. I, I, at least I enjoyed it. I mean, spent like an hour and a half in the wikis updating things, making sure stuff still worked and, and so forth. I did mess up the beginning of the stream as I didn't actually go live when I thought I hit the go live button, but yeah, pebcac error, you know, problem between the keyboard and the chair as it were on that. So I'm now on LBRY library. I, I, it looks like a library to me, but without the, you know, the vowels. And uh, I, I did it mostly to back up my content. You know, a lot of other people are on library that I are LBRY now, and I thought I would just follow it. I don't know what to think of LBRY right now. I, I, I think it's I think it's good. I, a lot of the stuff, it, it seems to work like I would expect any media player system to use. And I, I have had some issues though with it, though. I, I have noticed that some of the content I've tried to watch wouldn't actually uh, play or would play partially and then it would stop and then it would give me some error or skip to the next video. Not sure what's going on there. I'm a little bit concerned that, that maybe the, the blockchain technology isn't as robust maybe as, as it should be. Maybe some blocks of data were lost, like someone didn't actually finish the video and so the some of the bits of information out there are, are not there. Honestly, I don't really know how any of that really works. Also, I, I am having problems with the client in Tumbleweed. It works fine in Leap, but it seems to have problems in Tumbleweed and uh, works fine in Leap 15.2. I don't know the reason. Both the app image and the flat pack do not work in Tumbleweed. So I, I can't seem to um, figure out why none of, the, none of the errors match up. I should probably do some sort of a bug report and, and figure that out. For my Biddle follow-up, last week I talked about Ubuntu Cinnamon, which I think is a great distribution. It's the first release. Of, it's uh, using 2004 as its base. Uh, the guy that is really working on his name is Josh. He's a kid. You know, we're talking sub-18 here. I, I want to say probably like pre-teen or maybe early teen in age. I don't know exactly. You know, you know he could be 17 and I'm just so uh, obtuse I can't figure it out. But I think he did a great job. I like it. I'm not a fan of Cinnamon necessarily, but I like that there's a non-mint way of getting Cinnamon. So there's no restrictions on universal packages. It has uniquely bold visuals. The color scheme is dark with uh, orange highlights. Kind of reminds me of Ubuntu Old. Looks really good. Very well done. Uh, what I don't like about it, it doesn't have a welcome screen. I did say I like the visuals. But at the same time, they're not the visuals I necessarily like for me. They're unique and they're fitting. But I really prefer kind of a blue or green, more more calm colors. The orange is a little bit much for me. And it's it's a nitpick issue. It's it's a nitpick. You can you can change it, but there wasn't a, a dark theme that had that as a, as an option out of the gate. Not a big deal. It's easy to download and find another theme for for cinnamon. I mean, unfortunately, cinnamon is is encumbered with some of those issues that GNOME has, so it doesn't have the flexibility of Plasma as far as like tweaking the colors to what you like. But again, not a big deal. It was a great experience, regardless of of any of those little things. And and it was stable. It was great. Everything basically worked as you'd want. You know, app images, flat pack, snaps. And I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I really wish the very best for that that respin. It's not a flavor official flavor yet, but that respin of, of Ubuntu. I hope it becomes part of the regular lineup because uh, it would, it's a good fit. Also talked about in Biddle was Rocco is starting a, another podcast. It's called Linux User Space. So Rocco from Biddle is me on there. J- Joe Lamoth or Lamoth, Joe Lamoth, Dan Simmons, Leo Chavez will be on there. So this podcast is going to focus mostly on distros and desktops, you know, more uh, user space things. And it'll be a fun podcast to listen to. Those are four great guys. They're easy to listen to. They're very knowledgeable and enjoyable to uh, have all together. It'll be interesting to see. They have a preview show or like a uh, a teaser, you know, episode zero teaser there now. I have it in my podcatcher. So I will look forward to future podcasts from that fine group of folks. 
We also talked on Biddle about how Apple is moving to its own silicon. You know, is it good? Is it bad? Is it going to hurt Linux? It's going to be ARM technology what they're going to go to. I, I kind of don't really care. Apple has been moving in directions in what I think are kind of loony anyway. So, I mean, they're, uh, what, uh, they're over a trillion dollar company. So obviously they're, they're doing something right. I just don't see it. But it's going to make it less compatible with know other software which they do have a way this rosetta 2 to translate software from x86 code to arm code that'll at least get them i, I don't know if it's a translates it or if it recompiles it i i, I read some things and I, they're somewhat conflicting uh, but I, I didn't really look into it that doesn't really interest me i wasn't going to buy apple hardware previously so it's not really changing anything for me i already don't like apple for what they've done to keyboards and laptops and how laptops have kind of dumbed down because of that, like laptop viewers have done down because of, of what Apple has done. It seems like whatever Apple does, people kind of follow suit. And I don't like that at all. Because of Apple, we have uncomfortably small cursor keys now. I uh, have silly layouts of keyboards with like the function keys. So I, I don't I don't like what Apple does. I, I just think they they just do a lot of real, real dumb things and real irritating things. So I'm concerned that more companies will do irritating things because of Apple. So I guess we'll find out how much Apple irritates me after this move. For my open SUSE corner, big news, I already covered this, Leap 15.2 is out, so I refer back to everything else that I said, but Leap 15.2 is great, the, I know that the documentation, at least the documentation I care about, or that I have used, has been updated for 15.2, uh, all but a couple things, I still have to get to that. So you should check it out, Leap 15.2, so for those of you that, you know, maybe set up open SUSE for other people, or have, uh, have uh, systems that are, are running open SUSE, you know, now would be a time to, you can start updating those, it's good, it's great, it's stable. As, as you would expect. And I'll say the, the best part about OpenSUSE Leap is it doesn't break things. It's very... No real surprises when upgrading. And, uh, that, and there's a lot of comfort I get in that. So Tumbleweed gets LibreOffice 7. Pretty excited about that. I'm a big LibreOffice fan. I use it a lot. Uh, pretty much every day. The features that they did incorporate into it is... Uh, called New Breezy Features with GitHub and GitLab and Launchpad. It improves usage of quotation marks and apostrophes in several languages without autocorrect. It supports several new versions of open document format, ODF 1.3, ODF 1.3 Extended, and uh, the latter is default, unless the user has previously changed the version in the configuration. It now supports a PDF UA specification, PDF export dialog, stable accessibility. Lots of development going on with LibreOffice. It's nice to see that it continues, progresses, and gets better with every release. So I look forward to playing more with LibreOffice 7, and I do wish that project the absolute best. For Tumbleweed updates, 2020-06-25 got a moderate 88, moderate stability score of 88. There's some issues with MUT and SSH channel conflicts. Plasma 5.19.2 is out. Snapshot 2020-06-26 got a stable 95. Some highlights there, the DHCP client relays and server packages changed so that the INS serve is no longer required. 2020-06-27 got a stable score of 78. Also is now at version 1.2.3.1. Several YAST modules were updated as well. 2020-06-28 has a pending score of a stable 99. Uh, Mesa will be at version 20.1.2. Snapshot 2020-06-30 has a pending stable of 96. Audacity and Flatpak received updates. And Snapshot 2020-07-01 has a pending stable release of 98 with libvnc server getting an update as well as YAST receiving some more module updates. For my computer history retrospective, from 1983 
episode of Computer Chronicles covering storage devices. Now, I really enjoyed this episode. This is probably one of my favorites. This is my favorite so far, actually. I, I will say that without, without hesitation. Uh, there was some discussion that the last part of the computer that was still mechanical, kind of the, the, it was described as the Model T of computer components being the hard drive has, and, and the floppy drive has all these mechanical components that you know, can fail or get dirty or what, whatnot. And uh, they're talking about how the, the hard drive has been getting more and more dense with how much information it can store. So it went from a few thousands to 8 million bits per square inch to 12 million bits per square inch. The founder of Seagate Technology, Alan Shugart, he was on there. And he, he was discussing how the introduction of the 8-inch floppy proved the tech of the floppy drive and the 5-and-a-quarter-inch floppy helped the explosion of the home computer market. Intel has had uh, produced some, something called bubble memory, the uh, solid-state storage device like a hard drive, which is interesting that you know the solid-state drives that we have today, technology like that has existed since the early 80s. And uh, there was speculation of will the semiconductor device replace the floppy? Alan Shugart, he says, no, nothing will ever replace the floppy. He didn't see the three and a half inch floppy replacing the five and a quarter inch floppy because the world's programs were all written on five and a quarter inch floppies and no one is going to take the time to transcode them onto another medium so it'll be around forever. And I thought that was such such a funny statement. I mean, because he, he couldn't be further from the truth. Oh, well, now we do have semiconductor-like devices replacing you know, removable storage, you know, like floppies. And yeah, it was just it was really enjoyable to see, you know, the speculation at the time and... And it's really, really brought a smile to my face because kind of plays into experts are often wrong. For my final thoughts, it's never good to live in fear. The world is indeed a dangerous place filled with so many things to remind us of our mortality. Regardless, you just cannot live in fear. It just raises your cortisol levels and makes you sick and gives you wrinkles. Live every day with hope and optimism. Regardless of the crazy and the awful things happening around us, we are still living in the best time in human history. Thank you once again for listening to my 16th noodling of nerdy nonsense. I appreciate the kind notes and comments I've received. Sure, maybe you're just being kind, but that's a lie I can live with. Feedback is always welcome. Send me an email to thatopensusaguy at cubiclenate.com. Until next time, see yous.